Growing in Grace, 2 Peter chapter 1. And let's look at verse number 4. We'll look at 4 through 7. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity. Let's pray together this morning. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to worship you. Thank you for an opportunity to preach your word. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that this truth would be received in each person here, that it would become the very fabric of our life, that you would teach us something new about yourself, about faith, and about your word. Father, I feel so many people are confused about how to change their life. And I pray that you would help us to see today how we can do that. Please give me wisdom, discernment, and power as I preach. Forgive me for sin. Empty me of self and fill me with your spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We spoke last week about these words in verse number five. Giving, uh, it says, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. We talked about how the foundation of growing as a Christian, first of all, you have to know that you're a Christian. What is a Christian? We talk about, the world talks about this word of Christian a lot. Are you a Christian? It can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Okay. What it means is we have accepted Christ as our savior. Now we're going to go down and we're going to look at a couple of Verses to help us understand, add to your faith. If we're going to grow, we're going to grow in grace, we need to be saved first. We need to have faith, specific faith, okay? Faith in the Bible is simple, but it's specific, all right? It says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace, we're going to stop there just for a moment, grace is undeserved favor, okay? When we talk about faith, when we talk about salvation, forgiveness of sins, it is something I do not deserve. If I get salvation because I've been baptized, that means I deserve it because I've been baptized. If I get saved or I get forgiven because I try to be a good person, that, mean God, that means God is looking at me saying, oh, you're a pretty good person. You deserve this. God is not going to look at our resume of what we have done and how good we are to say you can be saved or you can have forgiveness and you can't because you're not good enough. It is by grace. Grace means undeserved. What does grace mean? Undeserved. 
deserved. Once again, grace means undeserved. It doesn't, it, we don't deserve it. It's God working in our heart and, 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 and we, he helps us to see the truth. And what is on our part? Grace is his part. So what, what do we have to do? Are we automatically forgiven because God is, is full of grace? Because it's undeserved, right? No, no. Our part is faith. For by grace, undeserved, are ye saved. Saved is the same thing as salvation, redemption, being forgiven, getting saved. All of this means the same thing. Okay? Being born again. Thank you, Miss Yodit. There's a lot of words in the Bible that, that, are, that, that describe the same event. Okay? Marriage, wedding, matrimony. These all kind of mean the same sort of a thing. Okay? It means when someone, they receive, they agree. It's an event. They do this thing. Right? We together on that? All right? Same thing when we get saved. Okay? It's an event. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen to us as in, oh, I was sitting in a chair and God saved me. Okay, what did you do about it? Well, there was this bright light that flashed through the room. That's not what the Bible says. Thank God for bright lights that flash through rooms, but that's not what it means to get saved. I had this incredible feeling. Okay, well, we've all had incredible feelings. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. It's a decision. Faith is believing the evidence. Trusting God for, for salvation is believing the evidence. What evidence? The evidence of his word. The evidence that Jesus died for our sin. He took our place. Just as if, how many of you have gotten a parking ticket here in Toronto? My hand, both of my hands are up and all my fingers. It's so easy to get a parking ticket. Man, those signs are so confusing sometimes. You can park here between Thanksgiving and Easter on odd days at between 2.30 and 3 in the morning. What? What does that even mean? So you take a chance. You go for it. Right, Miss Joan? What happens? You come out of the store. <laughs> There's one of those little... Yellow thank you, thank you cards from the city. Yeah, okay. Uh, so if you got one of those, right? And we, if you haven't, praise the Lord. We, we probably don't like you very much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? If you got one of those and your friend says, no, no, I got this. I'll pay it for you. It's not your car. You didn't do it. It wasn't your choice. You weren't even with me that day. Right? Undeserved. Undeserved favor. They're paying it. They're paying it for you. You're guilty. You did it. Right? You took the chance and they got you. Guys, here's the thing. We're all sinners. I am not a bad person. Now I'm not saying bad. Right? And again, we're not talking about my view versus your view. We're talking about God's view. God's view looking down on us. There is none good from God's point of view. There is none righteous. No, not one. We're all sinners. We're all guilty before God. We're all broken. We all want to do the good, but naturally kind of slide to do the bad. And then sometimes we actually do the bad. 
And God doesn't look at us and say, okay, I'm going to create a system where you can fix yourself. Thank goodness he didn't do that. Because we couldn't. We couldn't fix ourselves. He says, I'm going to create a system where everybody and anybody can be forgiven. If you can read and you're the highest, one of the most highly intelligent people in the country, you can be saved. If you're a child and you can't read yet, or maybe you come that someone's in a country where they're illiterate and they hear the message of Jesus Christ, they can be saved. If there's a beautiful church there to go to, they can be saved. If there's no church and you're just meeting under a tree somewhere or someone shares the gospel with you in the subway, you can be saved there too. This is what it means when God so loved the world. He made it accessible to everybody. Anybody can be saved. But it's because Jesus took our parking ticket, which that's such a terrible illustration because it's so much more than that. Okay, But he says, no, 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 I'll pay for it. How did Jesus pay for it? He went on the cross and was punished for our sins that we have committed against God. He took God's punishment. God, I'll take the punishment. You punish me. And because he is God's only righteous, pure, sinless son, he's not just another human being. He's the only one capable of two things. Taking the punishment, absorbing the punishment, and then coming out victorious and giving us salvation. He's the only one capable of that. The wages of sin is death. When we sin in God's eyes, we deserve one thing. Death. The death penalty. Wow, that's harsh. God is that holy. God is that righteous. But listen, he doesn't stay there. He's also equally just as incredibly loving and gracious. What a God that provides a way for everybody, anybody to understand and become pure, to get forgiveness, to get saved, to believe on Jesus Christ. I believe in Jesus. I believe in what he did for me on the cross was completely sufficient to pay whatever was standing between me and God. He's enough, guys. And to prove that he's enough, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. How can Jesus give me the free gift of salvation if he's dead? Can he give me a free gift if he's dead? How can a dead person give you a gift? Personally give me a gift. It's impossible. Here's the thing about Jesus. He was dead for three days, but then he came back to life. He rose from the dead. He is, listen, victorious over death itself. For the Christian, death has no fear. Death does not make us 
terrified and afraid. Why? Because Jesus, in the spiritual sense, went up to death and he killed death. How big of a God must you be to be able to kill death? He defeated sin. The very thing that we are drawn to, he killed it. He defeated it. And our penalty in hell. He paid for that. Yeah, we don't have to suffer that. We don't have to go there. Okay, but how do we, how do we get all this? How do we get this incredible gift you described? Through faith. Well, that's it. Oh, it's got to be harder than that. Thank God, no, it's not harder than that. Thank God it's simple. A child can be saved. An adult can be saved. But we have to come to him simply and say, I believe. How much belief is necessary to get saved? Enough to just ask him to save you. If you are sincere in your heart and you say, Jesus, I believe. Please save me. Please forgive me. I believe I'm not, I am not depending. Guys, here's, here's the problem with us as human beings. We like to have a plan B. Do we know what plan B is? Plan B is, well, I am having some, some guests over for dinner and I'm planning to cook this. But if that's not enough, I also have this and this. Amen. So Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me and I believe that's enough. But if you don't, I've also been baptized just in case. Is that really trusting? Oh, how about this one? This is so interesting. It happens to you, I'm sure. But for me being a pastor, I go through life and I go through town and I, I meet different people and they find out I'm a pastor. <gasps> and you know what? Immediately people start doing they start telling me how good they are and how religious they are. I don't care. I'm not the one that decides if they go to heaven. Well, you know, I've been, see, I, 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 I got baptized a long time. My family's a member of this church. We're from this religion and we're from this background. We're from this country and we're this, and we're, and they start telling me, so they start reading me their resume. I believe in Jesus too, but you know what? Me and my family, we're pretty good. and we're just. I went to this class when I was 12 and I went to that class when I was 13 and I live in this and it's just insane what people take. Now that makes you a good person. Good for you. Jesus doesn't need help saving you. He can do it completely on his own. Matter of fact, he, the only thing he can't do, he can't save you if you insist on helping him. So many people hear about Jesus, believe in the message, but they're not willing to truly trust him. This is a, a long time illustration that pastors have used. I don't know how long I can do this, but we're going to give this a try. This is trust. In the chair. This is not trust. My quads are going to burn out here in just a second. Ah. Guys, let me, look, you've heard about Jesus. You know about him. You know what he's done. How long can you do this? Just trust him. Just say, you know what? I believe. Isn't it interesting in, in the Gospels? 
When people would trust Jesus in the stories of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when they would get saved, you know what oftentimes it came down to? The Bible word, the English word that we use? I believe. Boom, done. Not like, oh, you know, I guess I kind of believe in Mars. No, I believe, I trust. And that's what the Bible's talking about in Peter when he says, if you want to grow in grace, you've got to add to your faith. You have to have that faith. You have to add that faith. Not of works. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Right? Or any person should boast. It's not from ourselves. It's the gift of God. Okay? Now, let's go back to these. We'll use our time. So if we're going to grow, it's going to be, it's going to start with faith. We have to have saving faith. Okay, pastor, I know for sure I'm saved. It was on this day. Maybe you don't remember the exact day, but you, you remember the, you remember the experience. You remember the moment. You remember that day. I, I was saved for me, July 25th, 1999. Oh, pastor, I thought you were maybe a baby back then. I was almost a baby back then. So just kidding. That was supposed to be an old joke. Okay. Um, so how do we grow? Guys, let's look at these verses together. Okay, now look, each and every one of these things that lists out could easily be an entire series on its own. You could preach a whole week, a whole, a whole month on virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. So what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of go through them. We're going to define them so we understand what we're talking about, okay? But then we're going to basically kind of look at the verses. When, look, if we want to know how God speaks to us, we have to, we have to read his word and know his word. But we have to understand, okay, he's saying this, and this is what he means in these verses. He's trying to get us to understand these things, okay? So let me go back up to this, all right? And I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll look at this. Uh, in verse number five, it says, and beside this, giving all diligence, we talked about that last week, okay? So you have faith, you have to add the diligence, the consistent pressure, all right? Uh, if, if, if we don't give ourselves consistent pressure, if we don't allow God to consistently pressure us in growing in these things, it's gonna be, it's, 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 we're not gonna grow. We're not gonna grow in our, in our, in our faith, okay? So we've got faith, We've decided, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have some character when it comes to this. I'm gonna give diligence to it. All right. I'm not just gonna do it one day a month or, or once every couple of months. I'm gonna, I'm, this is, I'm gonna do this thing. Okay. I'm gonna grow. We're gonna give diligence. Add to your faith virtue. Now, before we get into the other things, this word "add" it has this idea of the Greek chorus. Okay, where you have different people that are singing or saying certain things, and it's kind of like there's always there's all kind of always this chorus, this background. All right, multiple people singing multiple parts. I'm not a music guy in the sense of being able to dissect all the music notes and explain all that. And even if I could, it wouldn't matter to you. So we're going to leave that alone. But we are going to talk about things we all understand, which is this is a computer. We good on that? Okay, this is a piece of a bicycle. Right here is the back piece, right? And there's the spokes, all right? And this, you can see it, it's kind of a, it's a picture of a couple of guys, men on a rowing team in a boat. And the point is, 
Each piece is required in each of these. And they've got to work together and they have to be developed. All right? So this tablet, we call it a tablet, but there's a lot of pieces that make this tablet up. And they've all got to work together or else it's not going to work. Okay? We understand that? The same thing's true with a bicycle or an automobile. So many things in life. How about our bodies? All right? When something's not working, we go to the doctor. They say, oh, this is what's wrong with that one little piece. It all needs to work together for us to be able to do simply eat, get the nutrition, for us to expel the waste, for us to have energy. We need to sleep and so on and so forth. Our brain needs to function, okay? So we understand that when we're talking about these, we're not, listen, we're not just talking about developing them one at a time. Oh, right now I'm working on, because honestly, and we're gonna look at these uh, briefly, it's going to be so easy for one of these to be easier for you to do than others. I'm working on gaining knowledge right now, but I'm just going to kind of, I'm not really worried about the virtue part and so on and so forth. We can really struggle growing in our Christian faith if we don't accept the fact that God wants to grow these all of, uh, uh, together. Again, it's like a body. It's like a physical body. Okay? If somebody is growing up and a baby is growing up and all of a sudden their toe is the only thing that's growing and the rest of them is not growing, there's a problem. Right? Okay? So we need to understand we can start to give these excuses or we can become, we can just be confused. I'm growing, I'm trying to grow, but it's just not, it's not working, it's not working out. All right, so let's look at these. The first one is called virtue. Okay, virtue. Now, we're just gonna look at a verse here In James, if you go with me to James, virtue is moral goodness, okay? Uh, Courage in battle, that's another thing. What I'm seeing here is action. I'm willing to do what God is telling me to do. It is so important when we're talking about growing in grace that we have the understanding that when God is telling us to do something, we're willing to do it with diligence. We're willing to have virtue. We're willing to say it's not just something I know about and I talk about, but it's something I actually do. Okay, James chapter one. Look at verse 22. This is a really simple definition for virtue. Add to your faith virtue. An easy way to say it is add to your faith doing. It's not just learning because that's the second one. Knowledge. It's doing, okay? But if ye be doers of the word and not hearers only, 
deceiving your own selves. That's James 1.22. But be ye doers of the word. Let me ask you something. Are you a doer? Well, I'm a learner. That's good because that's the second one. But are you the first one? Are you a doer? We're never going to grow in grace and be all that we can be. We're never going to reap all of the benefits of Christianity. We're not ever going to fully experience salvation if we don't first have this attitude. Virtue. Meaning, it's not just me hearing about it, but it's me hearing about it and doing it. Here's a simple one. Prayer. Okay? Notice prayer is not on this list. Does God want us to pray? Yes. Does he want us to learn about prayer? Yes. God is not content with just me reading verses about prayer. That's the knowledge. He wants me to be virtuous in that. Meaning, he wants me to actually do it. Listen. Oftentimes in Christianity, it doesn't come down to what you don't know. It comes down to what you're not doing. Is there something that you know that you're not doing? I know I should be doing that, but... Hmm? Of course, we all, we all do that. Everybody's been guilty of that. It is so important when we're talking about growth that we start with virtue. Virtue, knowledge. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. You have to learn. And not just learn what you want to learn. That's kind of like doing the, doing the YouTube search or the Google search version of Christianity. Um, I think I kind of want to learn about end times. First of all, you don't know what you're getting into. You don't, you don't know if you can trust the teacher Okay, But God wants us to learn about everything. God wants us to be knowledgeable in the whole counsel of the word of God. If I'm going to grow in grace, I can't pick and choose what I learn about. I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm just going to come to church. I'm going to learn. Okay, I'm going to read. I'm going to let God teach me because I don't always know what I need. God's going to teach me. Virtue, knowledge, knowing the word of God. Let's look at John 20. John 20. And verse John 20, verse 30. Christianity is not me just trying to act like a Christian. Learning a couple of things and virtue only. Okay, it's also learning. It's also knowledge, gaining knowledge. God wants us to constantly grow in our knowledge of his word. This is something that is, will be for the rest of your life. 
John 20 and verse 30. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Oh, look at verse 31. What a verse. This is why the Bible was written, guys and girls. This is why the Bible was written. Verse 31. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Me living the Christian life is me not trying to feel my way through life based on what I think God is doing. Well, I had this dream. Well, I had this feeling. Well, my friend told me this and I felt like God was talking to me. That is not reliable, my friends. You know what's reliable? God's word. God's word is reliable. It is a reliable source of knowledge about exactly what it says right here. Jesus Christ, faith, and life through his name. If I'm going to grow in grace, this is where I find all of my spiritual knowledge, nutrition, energy. Okay? This is where it comes from. This. I have to have it. In the book of Job, it says that he esteemed his words more than his necessary food. If I'm going to grow, listen, let's, we're talking about growing. We're going to split these up into this week and next week. So don't think I'm going to go through all of them. We don't have time for that. That's fine. No worries. We've got time. Okay. We're going to slow down and chew our food. Right. Your parents ever tell you that you have to count to 30 before you swallow <laughs> or a hundred. Right. Some kids, they're just, <laughs> and it's just like big chunks of food going down and they, <laughs> and they start choking. We're not going to do that. We're going to chew our food. We're going to digest it. We're going to think about it. We're going to add to our faith. Do you have faith? Oh, no, I believe in the universe. No, I, that's, that's not the question. I believe in science. Good for you, but that's not the question. You're never going to grow in grace by believing in whatever it is you want to believe in. If we're going to grow in grace, we have to believe in Jesus Christ. Believe on Jesus Christ. We have to place our faith and trust, not in ourselves, but in him. Add to your faith. And to faith, virtue. I've got to come to every church service, listen, with the attitude, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's not just what am I going to learn. That's important. But what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Uh, it's so interesting when you try to teach people certain things sometimes. 
there was this uh, teenager that came over to my house yesterday. He's a neighbor friend. And he came over and he's like, hey, let's do a workout together. Yesterday was a beautiful day, right? Oh man, fantastic. Aren't you thankful for the days that you can go back outside and do something again? Praise God, right? It's not the cold rain. Miss Joan, pray for me because during this time of the year, I get a little frustrated with the weather. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> Yesterday was beautiful. He comes over, knocks on my door. I told him, hey, come over. You know, he comes over. We're gonna, we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna do this workout. Well, we're doing a couple of things he's never done before. So, so I'm, I'm showing, listen, I'm showing him, I'm explaining it to him. I'm showing him. And then I'm like, you do it. No, you're doing it wrong. Try, modify, change this, do this, do that. Remember to breathe. You can't do a 30 minute workout holding your breath the whole time, right? (gasps) Now you do it. Guys, listen, if we're gonna grow in our faith, a big portion of it is, okay, now you do it. Hey, I'm reading this Bible story. Okay, now you do it. Meaning you have the faith. I'm reading about this incredible prayer. Okay, now you pray. I'm reading about kindness and and love. Okay, fantastic. Now you know some more about it. Now you do it. Now you do it. There has to be that part or you're never going to grow. Okay? But as we use it, There's always going to be a part of, let's learn a little bit more about this. Let me learn more about these things. Let's go to church and see what else God has for us. Everybody bow your heads, please, and close your eyes.